0: Hello friends, welcome to our D&D podcast. Really quickly before I get started, there are a few things I have to catch you up on. First, you should know that this is a reboot of a campaign we started earlier this year in 2017. We had about two sessions before things kind of fell apart, and one day I was suddenly inspired to take up the mantle of DM and get the story rolling again with a few new characters. Most of the last campaign will be irrelevant, but there are a few things you have to know. We began our journey with Gomek, a paladin in Ribbenton, where the brave knight had a fear-inducing encounter with the skeletal dragon puppet. Here at a fair dedicated to a great dragonborn hero, Gomek had an unpleasant encounter with Sindra the Druid and his little owl friend Freya. A monkey stole a dragonborn artifact from the festival, and the mismatched paladin and druid met an even more unlikely wizard ally, Claire the Dragonborn. Claire had just woken up from a 600-year-long hangover snooze, but was assisted by the CDT, or Claire the Dragon, Sisterhood, led by a nun named Sister Chelsea. The group spent far too long taking down a massive stone golem filled with mushrooms and disrupting the goings-on of a cult whose primary goal was to destroy Ribbenton for profit. With a little arcane intervention, one overworked and underappreciated cult member named Jeeves Stobbs fell for Syndra and joined the party fighting for the forces of... not as terrible. Now, with Yule Fast approaching, we rejoin Gomek, Sindra, and Claire. So now, we have some intel from Jeeve Stobbs. There's a loot cave that the cult was going to scope out. It's a cave called Yardsard Cave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the party is on their way to Yardsard Cave right now. So we join Sindra, Claire, and Gomek. As they walk to Yardsard, they've heard rumors of loot in the cave. And so they're walking along this dirt path. And in the distance, they see this somewhat strange looking man. I will let Tori describe who that man is.
1: Okay, so you see a guy who is walking down the path and he's got a strange bing strapped to the front of him that looks very unfamiliar probably to all of you. If any of you are familiar with music, there are parts of it that look similar to a piano's keyboard. He isn't doing anything with it right now, he's just kind of resting his hands on it, and as he approaches everyone, he is not making eye contact with any of you, and he is staring beyond all of you, sort of like how when you're walking in public like you see someone you kind of know or someone who's looking like they might try to engage you and then you just kind of like look down at your phone and like purposefully do not make eye contact with them. that's kind (laughs) of what he's doing but instead he's looking beyond everybody and he's uh, he's yeah he's just like kind of a a tall thin weird looking dude with glasses and a bunch of like splotches of color on, on his pants and he's got an accordion strapped to his chest well yes but you don't know what it is You've never seen anything like it.
0: Right. So accordions don't exist in this universe. And I think that the way she described Burnin is basically me uh, anytime I see somebody I don't know at my office. <laughs> so Gomek sees the keys on this device and sort of realizes that it's most likely a musical instrument of some sort. So so accordions don't exist, but pianos do. Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay. So Sandra's already a little concerned because ivory man that's not cool you can't be poaching animals
0: this is true maybe it's synthetic keys
2: well he doesn't know that yet oh my god good point oh no (laughs) we're not gonna fight yet oh no
0: cinder's gonna beat up (laughs) burnin oh no (laughs) so gomek takes out his loot because he sees the keys on this device and he starts sort of plucking it in a somewhat of an odd style and he calls out to burnin you you sir what is that device you have strapped to yourself. It it looks fascinating. I've never seen anything like it. Then again, I haven't seen many things, but...
1: Burnin takes a minute because like this weird short knight is just like rambling at him.
0: (laughs) Right. So perhaps I should describe Gomek. So Gomek is full body armor. He's got a massive sword strapped to his back. It's not like a great sword, but it's a, a very long, long sword, a blue tattered cape with a somewhat strange symbol. And he sounds kind of British a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of British a little bit. Since he's wearing a mask, he sounds like he's
0: talking to you at a drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tinny, like he's talking to a can.
1: <laughs> so, Vernon looks at Gomek and says, Um, well, I uh, haven't really named it yet.
0: Well, what what does it do? Could you demonstrate It, it appears to be some sort of... Musical instrument.
1: Yeah, sure. And so he unlatches the part that holds the two ends together and kind of pulls out the bellows a little bit. And there's this like swell of noise. But he looks a little bit timid in that he doesn't really do anything fancy or trying to show off or anything like that at this time.
0: Very, very interesting. And uh, where did you get such a device? I made it fascinating fascinating so are you are you an artist a, m- a musician
1: why are you asking me so many questions do you need help or something
0: i'm just curious i'm just curious we're on our way to a rumored cave around here called Yardsard cave and i have heard tell of ancient scrolls which have draconic music inscribed and i thought if you're a musician, you may be interested in coming with us to the cave and perhaps assisting. Do you stand as a bard? Is that your profession?
1: Ah, No, I, I, gotta, I got jobs back home.
0: Okay. Well, uh, you don't know what you're missing out on. Can anybody help me convince Vernon to come with us? <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be easier than that. I thought just the, the ancient scrolls.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's a responsible boy.
0: His mom told him not to talk to strangers.
2: Sindra, you got anything? I was about to jump in here. Again, apologies. I've been very ill for like almost a week now. So no character voice on my part today. So Cindra is going to very calmly approach this spry young man, give him the, the look over, look him up and down and say, um, so where did you come across those keys on that, uh, <laughs> instrument there? <laughs>
1: That thing that I don't know what it's called. That thing that I'm not sure
2: what it's <laughs> called, but the person in my head knows exactly what it is. <laughs> my good friend Freya, the snowy owl, is gonna hop over next to me because she's sitting on the ground.
1: Okay, Burden. As soon as he sees this owl, backs up <laughs> like several steps, and he his shoulders kind of rise up, and he looks a little tense. I feel like I need to explain some stuff for
2: Kyle. Go for it. So, Sindra is a big old Viking boy. Mm-hmm. His animal companion is Freya, who is a snowy owl, and she has a five-foot wingspan. She's very large. She ate a monkey, but she's otherwise pretty tame. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's it. In my research, I've, I came to find out that snowy owls don't really perch. They kind of walk on the ground. So,
0: Oh, okay. I love that.
2: Yeah, they have big feet. <laughs>
0: So as DM, I'm going to make the call that as Burnham backs up, he sort of stumbles back and backs right into Claire, who is a oh no s- about six foot tall blue dragonborn woman. Yeah, Claire's the tallest, isn't she? I think that Sindra's like 5'11 and Claire is six or something like that.
1: Yeah. She could play basketball.
0: Yeah, she's, she's got the best jumps. So Burnham backs up and backs right into Claire. And uh, Claire says something like, Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Yeah,
0: can you repeat that for me? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all.
3: <laughs> Claire's just been kind of quietly observing, warily watching this guy, not really saying anything, but she, she's skeptical.
1: When Burnin turns around to look at Claire, he goes,
0: Oh! <laughs> my friend, my friend, it's okay. And uh, Gomek sort of <laughs> reaches out and calms Burnin. We we are all allies here. We mean you no harm. We're simply interested in your device, and uh, frankly, we could use another member of the party. We
1: Are we allies, though?
0: Uh, I think so, Syndra.
1: Yeah, Vernon is scared of Syndra and eyes him. Hang on, hang on. I need to do
0: a, a check of some sorts.
2: Oh, no. What are you about to do? I want to sense this man's motives. Oh, no. That's perception, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it insight? Sure. I think it's insight.
1: Do insight. Yeah, it's insight. Oh, no.
2: It's, um... <laughs> How about 18 on that old insight?
0: Okay, so I think that you can tell that Vernon is very, very timid. And he's on a job, really. He's he's kind of on a mission to explore. And why, why is Vernon walking about, Tori?
1: He is... On a trip to get supplies for his business back home. So he's probably on the way back home. So that probably entailed taking something to someone and then in, in, in returning with something that they had traded with him, some sort of supplies.
0: So from an 18, then I think that Sindra is able to actually tell from the stains on his clothes that Burnin is not a bard, first of all, which he's sort of mentioned to us, but also that Burnin is... Kind of a normal guy. He's not an adventurer either. Most importantly, he's not a poacher. He's not a poacher. Good. That is not ivory. Fabulous. You can tell that Vernon means no harm, but also he's he's very weary. And I think that maybe you can tell that he's out looking for something, but not necessarily supplies.
2: So what brings a city boy out to the far reaches on the outskirts of Yardsard Cave?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but a little bit north of here, there's a settlement and uh, it's the closest print shop to the one that i run back home so sometimes if we run short on supplies i have to come up here and borrow stuff from them
2: Ooh, i have an idea friends this is becca speaking not cindra cindra would never call you his friends (laughs) (laughs) remember when we raided what's his name's house and we got all those books Ooh. can we show them and be like, "Hey, did yeah did did you print these? Are these are these yours? Yeah." So Cinder's going to reach into his bag and pull out his book that is written in Northern, which is a uh, Viking speak, and he's going to show it to Vernon and say, "Oh, is this one of yours?"
1: Yeah, Vernon looks it over. Uh, no, I I'm not fluent in any of the languages from up north, so we don't have the movable type for printing this sort of thing. Mm. Too bad. I'll put it back in my bag. <laughs> Although he did look like very intrigued by the book, while he briefly looked through it, he ran his finger over some of the lettering and like felt the embossing on the paper. So Gomec
0: takes notice of this, and he's going to say, "My friend, perhaps there are more books out in the cave. We've heard tell that there are no enemies, there are no goblins inside this cave. It's it's long empty, simply treasure. So perhaps you can back us up, and we can split the treasure with you, and maybe part with a few of our own books for you to take as examples." For your print shop. And Gomek's going to make a persuasion check. So that's like a 23.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think with something that high, he probably just goes ahead and
0: and relents. So fantastic. So maybe you guys strike up some conversation on the way. Burnin hesitantly, very, very hesitantly accepts to come along, maybe because there are no enemies. And Gomek says that it will only take an hour. It's not a very big cave they've heard. And it should be a simple get in, get the stuff, get out. So... The party is now walking along to Yardsard Cave, and <laughs> you, finally <find> the, <laughs> you finally find the entrance, and it appears to be very normal. There's a faded sign with what appears to be draconic writing on it, but it's completely illegible. You can't even read what it says, but you kind of have a hunch that it said Yardsard Cave at one point.
3: Can I do a perception check to try to read the, uh... uh sure. Actually, what about an arcane check?
0: No, do, do a perception check. All right, perception check. I got a ten. Okay, so it's a sign, and it used to say yard sard cave.
2: <laughs> I get the feeling that it probably used to say yard sale, but it faded in a way that it now says yard sard. I think I need to just start lying about
0: all my throws. <laughs> uh, don't do that, please. We need. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of D and D. Is you gotta uh, you know you gotta take the misses. I'll tell you that you gained all of the information about the sign. Great that there is. <laughs> Maybe with a 20, you would have noticed that it used to say yard sale, but somebody actually came along and Indraconic scratched the L into, wait, yards.
1: That doesn't make sense.
0: Scratched it into saying yard, <laughs> It doesn't make sense.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm following everybody and not doing anything. I'm looking around a lot. I'm like, Sketched. like anxiously kind of, yeah.
2: To clarify, we do have Jeeve with us, right?
0: Nope he is not there.
2: Oh, well that stinks. I was going to send him in first since he knows a little bit about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gomek actually talked to Jeeve and was sort of debriefed about the cave and you know he doesn't think it's much of a threat but they're really not sure because nobody's actually been there. They've seen the entrance and never really gone in. So Gomek actually pats Vernon on the back with like a you know a pretty heavy thud and says, follow me my friend I promise I will lead the way and my armor shall protect us. Let's assume that you guys follow because that's what you're here to do. So, I mean, Claire, yeah. Sindra, is that okay? I'm not giving Vernon any chance with a 25.
1: Yeah, let's go check it out. For the sake of safety, I am staying right in the middle of everyone. I'm not in the back and I'm not in the front.
0: You're walking down this cave and it's like, it's kind of cramped. It's maybe 10 feet by 10 feet, a circular tunnel. It's long and it's it's basically just a big hallway straight. It's fairly dark, but there's some natural lighting just from the entrance of the cave still. And every so often, there are little torches that are lit along the way. So, you do get a little bit of light. There are stalactites and stalagmites and nooks and crannies and plenty of boulders. You see a few of those screaming mushrooms that you encountered. And Kyle, so there are screaming mushrooms in this universe. (laughs) Oh, lovely. They're just big mushrooms that scream. Just like in real life, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like in real life. So, you see a couple screamer mushrooms, but they're dead and kind of like mushy and nasty. It's clear that they haven't really had any sustenance in quite a while. You've been walking in this cave for maybe 15 minutes, and I would like, I think, Sindra, do a perception check. Sure thing. Oh, it's not great. 11. So, with an 11, you think you hear something, just like a little bit of noise coming from behind you in the cave, actually, as though somebody's there, but not anybody that's in your party. It sounds fairly distant, but after a minute or two, you, you kind of... Tell yourself that it's just the wind whistling at the very entrance of the cave and creating a little bit of noise. So as you continue to walk, you enter the end of this long hallway and it's a large, large round room with a natural dome ceiling, but you can't really see the top of it. It's pretty dark in there. You can see there's there's a couple wall lights that light up sort of the edges of the room and a little bit of the center, but you don't see very high up. And as soon as you walk in here, Freya flies to the ceiling and attacks something kiss make a deck save oh jeez,
4: that is a 15
0: okay that'll do it so you manage to dodge freya's attack and freya swoops down and lands right next to Sindra, and sort of gives out a little cry she's sort of like i don't know how snowy owls sound i need to do some research <laughs> very owl like i'm gonna reach down and pat her head there there and with a thud on the ground lands kiss kyle can you describe kiss for us
4: Yes, KISS is a very large red bird man. Yes! <laughs> he he's a Aracocra, which is a race of bird people. Yes! He's about five foot tall. He's got uh his arms are like wings, kind of like a hybrid between arms and wings, and he's got beautiful, luscious red feathers all over, very pretty feathers, and
0: he's only wearing pants. Kiss has his weapon drawn because he's pretty startled that anybody else is here and he was flying towards the ceiling trying to get out of this cave. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and draw my scimitar too. <laughs>
0: So, Kiss has a great axe? Yes. So, I just want to point out, there's a terrifying shirtless bird man that landed with a massive thud holding an axe. Uh Uh-huh. Standing in front of the party. And so Gomek also starts to draw his sword and says, who goes there?
4: Claire charges at him. Oh, no. Claire charges. Okay. Roll initiative. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay.
1: Oh, God. Can Burnin run away?
0: This is not Pokemon. I would say roll. Is there like a fear?
1: Fear? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Roll survival.
1: I get a 19.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say Burnin is paralyzed with fear.
1: Ah, he doesn't even get to yell. He
0: squeals in surprise. He can yell. Yeah, you can talk, but he's he's <laughs> shaking in his shoes. He's shaking in his boots. He goes, ah! The accordion is kind of like,
1: squonk! Yeah.
0: Squonk, yep. Okay, so what did everyone roll initiative? I got a 22.
2: Okay,
4: I have four.
0: Uh, I got a 17.
4: 18.
0: Go make out a seven. So, Kiss, you're first. Okay, so
4: I, I point at the owl and I say, You there! Why have you attacked me? This <laughs> as is asking at the owl.
2: I don't have speak with animals yet. I can't translate
4: for her. <laughs> why does it not speak? You can play as Freya.
2: So she just squawks at him, I guess.
0: <laughs> Do you know how to speak? What is wrong with you? <laughs> So that actually, that's maybe a good lore question is, can Kiss's race understand like regular birds?
4: I don't think so, because they have their own language that they know. And I don't think it, it has a lot of clicks and hisses, but I think it's a actual developed language.
0: Okay, gotcha.
2: Kyle, how do you spell your character's name? I'm taking thorough notes on our campaign.
4: K-I-S-S. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Smoochie. Is Claire charging at me at this moment? Is that like what's happening?
0: Yes, but she won't reach you for a little while. I think that Claire was behind Burnin and so... She's running towards you, but both you and Cindra will get to make actions before Claire reaches you.
4: Okay. If if I see her coming at me, then I am going right back at her. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to attack her. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. And that
2: was the day that the party split for good.
4: (laughs) Oh, no. Actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to throw one of my hand. I have a hand axe as well, or two hand axes. So I'm going to throw a hand axe. Oh. (laughs) And I got a 12. Armor
0: class is 11. Oh, no. Okay, so you get hit. Oh, no.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Great. 1d6 plus 2. Six points of damage. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh, you might have killed her.
0: How much HP do you have?
4: Okay, so I have six plus
3: constitution bonus. So you're down to two.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy.
3: I wasn't even going to attack him. I was just going to tackle him. I guess that's an attack, though.
4: Oh, (laughs) sorry. My character is very rash and is quick to go to violence. Sindra.
2: I think I'm going to do an insight check and see if I can figure out what's going on with this bird man (laughs) sure it is 16.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you advantage on it because you're a druid and this is a bird.
2: Yeah. So should I roll for animal handling?
0: <laughs> that was a
2: joke. <laughs>
0: 21. 21, perfect. Okay, so you notice that this bird man j- who just threw his axe and it landed right in the center of Claire's chest and it's kind of sticking out of her chest right now as oh. blood <laughs> drips down her oh, no. shirt. Oh. What color is the blood? Is it, is it blue too? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm into it. Blue blood. That's pretty cool. So it's not really that grotesque, actually. It's kind of pretty, actually. (laughs) Let's all
2: take a moment to admire Claire's blood. Claire just touches it and goes, oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Gomek takes a vial out of his bag and collects some of Claire's blood. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, do it. Do it. No, no, Gomek would not do that. Welcome to the least compassionate party ever. But you notice that this bird man standing in front of you, although he's kind of scary... He's scared. Mm -hmm. He's very scared. He does not want to be in this cave and he really doesn't want to be fighting right now, but he feels very threatened by these strangers who came in and started running at him.
2: (laughs) So I'm going to make an assumption that none of us have ever seen an Aarakocra person before, assumably, since we're all
0: kind of freaked out. I think maybe you, Syndra probably knows about them.
2: Oh, I was going to say, since he's a druid, he probably just is very confused and so he's going to lean down and kind of scratch the ground and say, "It's okay, little guy, come here
0: <laughs> <laughs> so make a make a persuasion contest, or you can just kind of concede kiss and
2: it's a thirteen
0: well
4: i I rolled a four, so I think you persuaded me. I walk up to uh
2: it's okay, come here." <laughs>
4: I'm, uh-uh. Come here. Okay. Oh. I, well, you guys are kind of... Can you tell me where the sky went? So I'm just going to give this bird a big
0: old hug. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I love this. So we're out of combat now. I'm Claire, I'm guessing you don't want to tackle him anymore because you have an axe sticking out of your chest. All right. Okay, can Vernon do a thing? Can somebody get this axe figured out for me? Because I'm kind of just... To
2: clarify, this bird person just threw an axe at our friend and now I'm
4: hugging it out <laughs> with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh. <laughs> well, you knew I was a scared bird. I was a scaredy bird.
2: Oh, no. It's okay. Do you, do you need like a ration or something? Do you, do you eat meat? <laughs> I have some jerky. You can snack on it.
4: No, I'm fine. Thank you. But okay. I, Can you tell me where the sky went? This place has no sky.
1: (laughs) That's because we're inside, little guy. Can I do something while this is happening?
0: Sure, yes, yes, yes. Okay,
1: so while this is going down, Burnin', his first instinct was to just bolt back towards the entrance, but then he kind of like stops himself and runs around because he realized that Claire got hurt. I want to use Cure Wounds on Claire. Thank goodness. It says a creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. No, no, it's it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, so um, because he has to touch Claire, instead of like using his instrument for casting the magic he says some magical words which are I'm a fool aloof am I and he touches her on the shoulder I guess so seven plus my spell casting ability modifier which is one so you gain eight points back so you are boosted it seems
4: you're at 10. Oh thank you that was really nice <laughs> I'm very sorry for throwing my axe into your chest. I was,
1: uh... Yeah, what what was up with that, huh?
4: It was, uh, self-defense. Because you (sighs) hurt me.
3: (laughs) I was just trying to neutralize the threat, which was the birdman with
4: the axe. (laughs) Where are your talons at, dude? They are on my feet. Why couldn't you just attack with your talons? Uh, Why use talons when I have a big axe? But you're a handsome birdman, you know? Oh, thank you very much. I have, I do have very beautiful feathers. Thank you. Just don't ever throw a fucking
0: axe at me again.
1: What is going on here?
0: Okay, so Gomek, Gomek kind of walks past Kiss and says, What up, my dude? <laughs> Just kind of reaches out to fist bump him. <laughs> what? I return the fist bump, but I do it a little too hard. Gomek's armor kind of rattles with, you know, a nice metallic rattle, and, and he shakes his hand like, Whoa, now. And he says, Well, the party is ever growing. The more, the merrier. So I suppose we... Continue this way, and we can loot this cave. Find some treasure. Are you trying to leave the... Treasure? Did you say treasure? There is treasure. Fine, fine items deep in this cave, my friend. And what was your name? I'm sorry. Kiss the Barbarian. Kiss the Barbarian. I am Gomek the Paladin. I'll do no such thing.
1: I barely know him.
0: (laughs) I do not get
4: your joke. What
2: is happening? (laughs) Yeah, Sindra instantly pushes away from this hug. I'm assuming we're still in.
0: (laughs) Gomek says, well, Kiss, we are going into this cave to find treasure. You're more than welcome to join us so long as we are all on good terms and no longer engaged in combat. Otherwise, back there, Gomek points to the darkness with a tiny, tiny spot of light that Kiss can kind of just barely see at the end is the exit to the cave. You're more than welcome to wait and we shall exit together.
4: I desire treasure, so I will follow you. If you promise to show me the way out, I will lend you my strong wing arms and my axe.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. We shall be needing someone like you. My friend, my friend with the strange instrument. I'm sorry, I never asked your name. What is your name?
1: I'm Burnin'.
0: Burnin'. Good to meet you. My name is Gomek. We should put you out.
1: <laughs> who, who, me?
0: <laughs> You're Burning.
1: What? <laughs> what <laughs>
0: never mind never mind
1: oh god I,
0: nobody understands puns in this universe
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no i understand puns i've just you think i haven't heard that in my whole life yeah okay burnin ha ha where's the water i know
4: <laughs> i
0: still do not understand Vernon <laughs> is the only one who understands puns <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got those dad jokes Sindra <laughs> is foreign
0: Vernon, are you okay
1: Yeah, I'm fine, I guess.
0: Let us continue. So Gomek walks over to the far end of this circular chamber that you're in, and there are two pathways. There's a fork in the cave. Gomek takes out a torch out of his sack and lights it up, and you can see some inscriptions up above each of the pathways. They're written in draconic. So, Claire, make an investigation check.
2: Cinder will not be outdone in the meantime. He also uses produce flame and has a fire in his hand.
3: <laughs> I got a 16, so uh, can I read that junk?
0: A 16. Okay, so you can tell scrawled, very, very roughly and rudely scrawled above each path. There's a word in Draconic, and the left path says free, and the right path says shit.
3: Wait, shit?
0: <laughs> shit. One says free, <laughs> and the other says Shit. <laughs>
3: Let's go down the shit one.
0: You also notice there is an inscription of Draconic on the wall next to these paths. Gomek's torch sort of lights this up. And this is more finely carved. It looks more deliberate and more professional. Burnin sort of glances at it and, and admires the carving work on stone. It's, you know, it's pretty hard to carve stone, especially something as intricate as this. On the wall carved in Draconic are the words, one path always tells the truth. One path always lies. And so, Claire, you're the only one who knows this.
3: Okay, so there, there are only two doorways, right?
0: Correct. They're not doors, though. They're just paths and stone.
3: Claire goes, one of these says free, and the other one says shit. I read them together, and right off the bat, it, it kind of sounds like free shit. Like, maybe treasure. Like, we'll find something down one of these, and the other one, there, there's a sign over here that says one of these is lying, and the other one's telling the truth. So, if we choose one of them, then we might not be doing so great but if we choose the other one we might get some treasure if, if it's just me i i think that we should go down the one towards shit because that's where the shit is like the good
2: shit the treasure at least that's how we dragons classify it your theory holds up it seems like the other one is too good to be true
0: the free so the you you're saying the free is the liar and the shit is the is the truth
2: yeah that's that's the direction i'm thinking the free is the
3: lie say we, say we go down shit and that's the truth then we just find some shit if we go down free, and that's the lie, we <laughs> won't be freed. we'll be trapped.
0: Hmm. I don't have a whole lot of money. Gomez says, I like this logic, my friend.
1: But if the, uh, the, the crap is, uh, the lie.
4: Did you mean shit?
1: Listen, I know what I meant, what I said. I don't know what crap means. Can you explain what that means? Oh, my gosh.
0: That's bullshit. Uh, Claire knows what the word crap means. It's common. (laughs) Come on. In dragon speak, there is only shit. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah, but she knows common.
0: (laughs) Go on, Burnin.
1: Burnin is pushing up his glasses to buy Tori more time to think.
0: Gomek says, I like this, and starts walking down the shit path. (laughs) (laughs) Do you follow, Claire? Yes,
4: that's my first instinct.
0: Sounds good. Kiss follows as well. As you're walking, just inside the mouth of this cave, you see the words, scrawled in Draconic, carry yourself most carefully now or be prepared to die. And Gomek marches past them. Claire goes,
2: wait, Gomek,
3: there's more words here. And she translates.
0: Uh, It seems like a fairly standard warning for caves.
2: Okay, but if one is always lying and one's always telling the truth, and we believe this is to be the truth, or wait, are we saying this is the lie? Yeah, we're saying that this one was the lie. So, okay, retract everything I just said. No,
3: we're we're saying this one, the shit is the truth. Then why would we go down this one? Well, we're defining shit as, as in free shit.
2: Oh, as stuff, yeah. Okay, I got you.
0: Gomek isn't really worried about this inscription. It's, again, scrawled pretty shittily, just like the shit sign is.
2: So here's a question. Is it possible for us to backtrack and go see if there's a similar warning down the free aisle?
3: I think that's a good idea.
2: Sure. That way we can kind of compare notes.
0: Okay, uh, so you thoroughly, thoroughly look at this wall. You're, like, up against the wall feeling it with your hands and stuff because it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there. There's nothing. And that's in the free tunnel.
2: Yeah, the free tunnel does not have a warning.
0: Gomek says, all right, all right, folks, let's make up our mind. This is supposed to be a, a short journey. We have intel that there's nothing dangerous in this cave. Claire goes,
3: well, I'm always prepared to die, so this one seems fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gomek says, fair enough. Marches forward with his torch.
1: Mm, mm-mm, mm burning isn't moving
2: i'm doing a strength check to pick up burning and just throw him over my shoulder yes
1: yes
0: please (laughs) no strength contest
1: no no don't don't no no strength
0: contest here we go
2: what do i
1: roll strength oh no y'all
2: it's a 16
1: oh i got a four
2: (laughs) going over the shoulder
1: no no (laughs) no no
0: You scream like a baby bird. Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Freya's kind of flying around above, squawking, and and very worried about what's going on to Burnin, but...
1: Burnin is... Hey, hey, watch! Watch my instrument! You're gonna break it!
4: Kiss walks up behind Syndra, who's carrying Burnin, I guess, and I try to do the same thing Syndra did to me. I just give him a hug, like... (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) It's all good.
1: But you're like hugging my butt because that's the only part that's hanging off.
0: I'm giving like a hearty pat too, like a pat, pat, pat. (laughs) No!
1: Y'all, y'all, I, I have a family. I can't do this.
0: Well, my friend, will you come with us willingly then? No. We don't have time to walk you back to the entrance of the cave. I promise that there is no danger.
1: I'll, I'll go on my own.
0: All right, you're on the shoulder. You're staying there. We walk <laughs> to the cave and Brandon's <laughs> got to calm down a little bit. Uh, Maybe he's lulled by Sindra's...
1: Musky scent.
0: Well, <laughs> by, by Kiss's pat... On his butt and Cinder's musky, musky druid scent. Should I use
2: druid craft to craft some kind of like aromatherapy? It's a, it's a cantrip.
1: It would be overkill. Any physical touch with another human is enough for Burnin to be soothed right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eventually you emerge and Gomek has his torch and you enter a large, large cavern, much like the last one with a dome ceiling. Except this one is better lit. There are torches pretty much everywhere. And you can see almost the entire room. It has rocky gray walls lined with torches, but you see this kind of strange red moss growing towards the corners of the room, kind of where the floor of the cave meets the walls and where the walls meet the ceiling up at the top of the dome. And you smell something faintly of smoke. You see as you walk in almost directly in front of the cave entrance are two chests. One chest is opened and there is a fire going on inside of this chest. It's just burning on the inside. And everybody make a perception check.
4: Got a 16. 14. 20. 20.
0: That's enough as a group. You see that there are 10 chests, including this open burning one, scattered throughout the room in pairs. They are clearly grouped together, of with these stone circles placed around them. And Gomek takes out of his bag... Some keys. Claire, make one more perception check. I going to make an
3: arcane check too. Got an sure. 11 perception check and a 10 arcane check.
0: Okay, I think that's enough. So, with those two combined, a mix of just kind of looking around and also sensing some sort of arcane energy, you see a small, very small monkey carcass. Oh, no. Charred directly across from where the first chest opened, as if it was blown back by some kind of explosion.
2: Hey, Freya, a snack.
0: (laughs) And Freya flies over and kind of starts pecking at it, but it's too burnt. It's brown charred by fire.
3: Well darn. This sounds like something Claire could snack on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Claire loves crispy treats. Gomek takes out of his bag ten keys that were given to him by Jeeve. And he says, all right, all right, now one for each of you, one for each of you. And he hands out these keys. That's not how numbers divide. I'm sorry. Five keys?
2: <laughs> That's more like it.
0: There's there's one key <laughs> per pair of chests. Are these like, uh, did the arcana check come back with like, these are definitely magic or... The monkey's magic. The monkey was using some sort of magic.
2: Can I make a nature check on the
0: red smoky moss? Sure. Uh, 14. So you've never seen this moss before, but it appears to be just kind of standard moss. It's a little dense and I guess it's sort of like Spanish moss, but more dense. And you could see that eventually it could kind of form like a clump where it's more solid, more strong, more prone to resisting. Okay. So you guys have keys and there are a bunch of chests.
1: I want to do... a A perception check. Go ahead, Vernon. So I got an 11.
0: Okay, so you walk up to the first set of chests and it doesn't take more than a 10 to realize that each chest has something inscribed on it. Burnin is keeping very far away from the fire. He's with the first set of chests within reach that is not on fire. And you see there's an inscription in common on each of these chests. And the first one, Burnin, reads, Yale Sale.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> and
0: the second one reads,
1: Oh my God.
0: Yard Sard.
1: <laughs> oh my god can, can,
0: we, can we pause
3: for a second like what is a yard sard i'm, I'm missing
0: <laughs> it's a misspelling of yard sale that people very frequently write on their yard sale signs but that's really just the inspiration here it's not important
1: it's like a, a meme on the internet where people have <laughs> miswritten yard sard
0: and it's like surprisingly common
1: so my my next Thought is to look at another set of chests and see if they all say Yale sale and yardsard.
0: Okay, make another perception check. Okay.
2: Also, which one was
1: on fire? Yardsard or Yale sale? Yeah, do I know that from my last check?
0: I'll say Sindra make a perception check to tell that, because you're still standing by the entrance.
1: I got a five.
0: You kinda get spooked as you walk a little deeper into the cave and you you're not able to read the next chest, the next set of chests. Thirteen, on my perception. Sindra, with that you can tell. You can't see what the open lid of the burning chest says, but you can see that the closed chest says Yard's Art on it.
1: Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> I'm not going to do perception. I'm going to do investigation. Sure. Okay. So I got a nat 20. Excellent. Plus five. 27.
0: So what are you investigating?
1: I'm investigating all of the tops of the chests that I can see.
0: Vernon musters up enough bravery to kind of waltz around the room quickly. He maybe has one of his favorite songs playing in his head. And- he sees that, of course, this first set says Yard, Sard, and Yale, sale. The second set says Yard, Sard, and Yale, Sard.
1: Oh. The
0: third says Yard, Sard, and Yard, Sale. And the fourth says Yard, Sard, Sard, Yale.
1: And... That includes the one that is burning.
0: No. There's you'd have to lift the top of the burning one to see what that says.
2: But the but the one next the one next to the one that was burning said yardsard.
1: It seems there's a common theme between all of these in that in each set there's one that says yardsard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My friend, you you seem to be correct. And it appears here that the unopened set for this these two crates says yardsard.
1: I have a hunch that the yard sard is the one you open. But I have an idea. Tell me what you think of this. I have Mage Hand as a cantrip, and I'm thinking of, of getting everybody on like the opposite side of the room and using Mage Hand to unlock one of the Yardsard chests adjacent to me.
0: My friend, I think that is a marvelous idea. Your courage is truly coming out of its chest.
1: <laughs>
0: and Gomek kind of rallies everyone to one far side of the room. That was terrible. <laughs> Maybe you're all... Ducked in the entrance to the cave.
1: <laughs> Let's see. Spectral floating hand appears at a point. You choose within range. It vanishes if it's more than 30 feet away from me. So is the chest more than 30 feet away from me? No, we'll say you're in range. Okay. It's 29 and a half. Use the hand to manipulate an object. Open an unlocked door or container. So there we go. So I unlock a Yardsard chest.
0: You open a Yardsard chest? Okay, so your mage hand fumbles with the key a little bit. But Burnin has used this spell quite a lot, actually. You know, he's fairly familiar with it, so eventually it kind of grows more strong. What
1: are you suggesting? (laughs) 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 Lazy.
0: His mage hand places the key inside of the chest, turns it, and there's a click. Oh, thank God. And there's no explosion.
1: So then I use the mage hand to open the chest? Sure.
0: You open the chest, it swings open with a big thud as it hits the back of the chest That's it. You did it.
4: Kiss immediately walks over.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kiss, go for it. You'd be the meat shield.
0: (laughs) Can I uh, look what's inside there? Sure. So you look inside and you see a three foot long, massive, like comparable to the size of Gomek's sword. It's a three foot long curved sword with these fancy golden handle and it has some writing on it, you notice, but it's draconic.
4: I uh, pick it up immediately.
1: Do you peck at it at your reflection with your beak?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of like give a little peck to make sure it's cool, but then I pick it up.
0: So you pick it up and nothing happens. You can wield this sword. Look at the sword I found. I think Omek says, well, Kiss, uh, I I believe that we each have one key. And so maybe you should surrender the sword or surrender the key to our friend Vernon here who sacrificed his key to test this little puzzle. Hmm... Uh, what do you think, little man? Although, he can't really do anything about it.
4: (laughs) You're right, because he is weak and I am strong. (laughs) But you helped me in a situation, so I'll let you make the choice. Would you like this curvy sword in my hands?
1: Well, I'm kind of thinking, like, what if we all, you know, open all these chests and then uh, we just look at all of the things and then we decide from there.
4: I think that's an excellent idea. Kind of like a dirty Santa situation. What's Santa? Sorry, that was out of character. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: can reference pop culture in character. I don't even.
4: It's like Santa Claus, our uh, patron saint of gift giving. Uh, He has very large claws. Ah. There we go. (laughs) Very large talons, you might call them. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
2: Oh, I think I've met him. (laughs) I think he was my neighbor in the snowy north.
3: I think I might have heard of this the wizard lizard. He comes and gives good children gifts.
4: Yes, he's a very good man with very large claws. <laughs> and he's also very dirty. That's why we call him Dirty Santa.
0: <laughs>
1: dirty <laughs> Santa. He needs a bath. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to meet that guy.
0: So, okay, okay. Everybody walks over to one set of crates, and naturally you open up the one that says Yardsard. And luckily, there are no explosions. You beat my Yardsard puzzle. <laughs> So the first chest, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. So Claire opens up a chest and this gift left by Dirty Santa Claus is perfect for her. (laughs) Claire finds a bangle that is shaped like a snake that's biting its own tail, but it's a bracelet. So you get plus two to any checks that you have to make with regards to environmental damage, anything fire, if you don this bangle.
3: Oh my God, I love it. It'll go perfect with my earrings. (laughs)
0: Fantastic. Syndra opens the next crate. Click. Her Santa Claus, dirty Santa Claus, the giant bird man with large talons. Not... To be confused with our universe is Santa Claus, of course. <laughs> of course. Gift. You open your chest and there doesn't really seem to be anything in it at first, but... Because I've been a bad boy. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> there's a tiny little bottle down at the bottom of your chest and it's very dusty. So you dust it off and you kind of have to look closely at the label, but you're familiar with this. It's a very, very rare old... It's, a, it's an antique oil that is used for bird feathers.
2: Oh, how thoughtful is Santa?
0: They allow Freya if you apply them to her, to fly more swiftly... So the mechanic effect of this is that you can get plus two damage to any melee attack that you make while Freya is unoccupied as she swoops down and attacks with you. Okay, well, I'm good. Kiss, you still have your key. So you go to open the chest and there's a glow from inside of the chest. you're a little bit afraid that's going to be an explosion, but it's not. And you fucking drop that sword so fast because what you find in this chest (laughs) is a fucking grapefruit sized diamond.
1: Holy crap.
0: Oh, hell
4: yeah. I pick it up and put it in the air and I say, this would go great in my nest. I will attract the best mate with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And everybody kind of looks at this diamond for a little while. Vernon, you're out of key. Gomek's still got his key. Do you want to pick up that sword?
1: Vernon feels kind of personally attacked that the sword is curved. He feels like it's saying something about him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was not the sword's intention, but... (laughs) so I'm gonna make the call because there's nothing else in this cave for Burnin as your DM I can tell you that <laughs> Burnin walks over and, and tries to pick up the sword and it's like very difficult to carry he actually can't wield it he's not strong enough to swing that thing and make an attack with it at this point point. and Burnin's not a weakling either so this is like a big ol' sword I mean it's a heavy heavy object
1: that makes him feel worse
0: <laughs> Burnin you are able to strap it onto your back and you think nah, maybe I can hawk it at some kind of some kind of yard sword going on outside of town
1: <laughs> at the very least i can like impress my sisters with it when i come home
0: and so now gomek walks over to the last set of crates and he carefully places the key inside of the yard sard crate and it clicks and it opens and there's a second of hissing and then an explosion the crate explodes with red smoke gomek is launched across the room hits the back wall as he falls to the ground everybody make a perception check uh- I think that was the wrong one. <laughs>
1: 18.
0: I got an 8. 19.
1: I got a 19.
0: Burning and uh, Sindra are good enough for the party. The two of you see, going the opposite direction from inside the crate, flies out a small... Object. A snake. It's not a snake. Everybody's kind of astounded, looking at Gomek. But Burnin doesn't really care that much about Gomek, so he looks behind everybody where this object landed. It bounced off of the back wall and landed on the ground, sitting facing you. Burnin breaks out his accordion as he starts to start of chuckle to himself and plays a little ditty. And you all not really minded Gomek. Kind of turn and see that there's this strange, dark gray human skull on the ground back behind you. And Gomek kind of brushes himself off, braces himself against the back of the cave and says, I, I don't know what happened. I opened the Yardsard chest just like all of you. It was such a simple puzzle.
1: So Vernon was struck by the absurdity of it. And, like, sang a song about it, but as he's looking at it, he gets more and more creeped out and kind of shuffles away from it.
2: Uh. (laughs) Did Gomek take any damage from his explosion in the face?
0: Uh, he's fine. Okay, I won't cure him then. Don't waste a spell.
2: I'm gonna investigate the skull. Okay. And it's a 19.
0: So you walk over and you pick it up and there's nothing really that out of the ordinary, except that it's a dark gray color nothing inscribed on it. It's kind of cracked up. It looks pretty old. It doesn't start talking or laughing or anything like that.
1: (laughs) So can I clarify, did it fly out of the chest? Where did it come from?
0: Yes. Both you and Sindra saw something fly out of the chest, but it really only caught your attention as far as like paying attention to it.
1: Did we unleash some kind of demon or something?
0: Sindra's investigation check was enough to sense that you're not really in danger of this skull.
2: Great, so where's the door?
0: Wait, can we pick it up?
2: Cinder picked it up. Yeah, I got it picked up right now. You want to play catch? Yeah. Hey, toss it here. Sweet, I'll throw it. I'll chuck it. All right, Claire's
3: got it now. Wait, do I need to make an athletic check or something? No,
0: (laughs) I'll let you play catch. That's cool. Claire, you have the skull now. And then Claire throws it back. Yeah! Sweet! As you start to head for the exit, the ground shakes, and the cave around you shakes, and in an instant, a wall... Kind of close to where Gomek's chest was, starts to sort of crack and, and rocks fall, and you see inside there's a pocket of air. Just, you know, a little pocket in a cave. Like if you're playing Minecraft and you, and you kind of t- tunnel through a wall and you find a little weird pocket, with nothing in there. Everybody make a perception check.
1: We wanna punch
2: Jeevan in the arm when we get back? <laughs> oh, it's a one.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: A critical fail.
1: I got an 11.
0: I got a 10. 12. Sindra doesn't see anything. I'm too overcome with frustration at Jeeve. And you're catching a human skull at the same time and for a split second as that skull flies at you you're kind of struck with your own like that you got a skull in your head Oh, for a split second. You're not really like astounded by this but you're kind of like whoa that could be my skull. So the rest of you notice that there is a grapefruit sized pale red glowing gemstone in the pocket that the cave out created and as you catch a glimpse of this gemstone you're baffled as kind of a weird realization dawns on you this cave is is natural it's unknown it likely hasn't been touched in quite a while other than some kind of strange dragonborn who is writing stuff on the walls and yet somehow whether by random chance or fate or divine choice or some kind of malevolent secret a pale red glowing stone was placed in the pocket maybe aeons ago and maybe this very hour and as you gaze at this stone You all ponder what brought this strange ragtag group together. And you're not even really together, because as Sindra said, you're not really friends. I mean, why? Why here? Why did you come here? And by what means did you wind up in this cave? Is that monkey skull hanging out? (laughs) The monkey's there, coincidentally, Perfectly. The treasure was aligned it was aligned for each of you it's kind of strange and you ponder why gomek's chest was rigged and you glance down at it in the split seconds that this is happening and you see that he indeed did open the Arzard chest and the odds of opening it creating an explosion that unearthed this gem that sits before you a gem inside of a pocket found by all of you inside of a pocket and you all stand in this cave watching paralyzed as a boulder drops from the ceiling of the pocket collapsing on the rock crushing it and shattering this gem and from the space that that gem occupied in the pocket a pale red circular rift emanates and one by one you're swallowed
1: sweet you did not (sighs) so
0: the monkey though monkey swallowed too you did not Monkey is swallowed, too. Oh, no. Oh,
1: my God, you did not. Where are we going?
2: (laughs) We're going to the dinosaur world, like in Mario Brothers movie. We're floating through the rift
4: between the dimensions. (laughs)